You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PodcastJuice.net. This is the Prince Podcast. This is your host, Michael Dean. And today I am joined by Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. How are you, sir? End of a long week. I am well, and I'm still here, and I'm still sexy. Let's get it on. All right. Joining me next is Mr. Q Storm. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, doing good. I've been listening to these podcasts, and I realize I have to enunciate clearly. So I'm going to work on my elocution. Ah, excellent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next up is Mr. Ant Pooh. How are you, sir? I survived the week. I think that's a good thing. All right. All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Sean Hill. How are you? Doing well, doing well. As they say, every day above ground is a good day, so it's a good day. All right. So today we are here. We're getting close to the release date for Artificial Age. And uh, what's the other one called? Plectrum Electrum. Plectrum Electrum. Excuse me. Third Eye Prince and Third Eye Girl. Two albums getting ready to drop very, very soon. Here's the first thing I wanted to talk about today. These albums are coming out on the 30th of this month, September 2014. Birthday. Happy birthday to you. And uh, <laughs> since this... Since these albums have been announced, there's been a number of singles and songs previewed and released to the public, and we will talk about one in particular today, but there's one thing that has not been sort of released to the public, and I'm starting to, I'm not getting worried, but I'm just kind of like, what, something's going on maybe. That would be Prince himself. Um, If you have noticed, or may not have noticed, we have not seen nor heard from Mr. Nelson uh for a very long time now. And I would imagine you got two big albums coming out. You're back on Warner Brothers. Have you noticed that he has, uh, to my knowledge, not have done any performances? There are no videos that were released for these songs. And I have yet to see any sort of interview stuff going on. Um, of course, Prince was not at uh, Good Morning America for the announcement of these albums. He did send uh, Third Eye Girl. Coincidentally, Third Eye Girl has been sort of doing some media stuff uh, as of late, I think they're in the UK now, or they were there a couple of days ago doing stuff. But my question is, where is Prince? Like, I hope that he is not like sort of boycotting these releases. I know I'm just kind of throwing <laughs> that out there. I have no basis for that, but it just seems sort of odd that we have yet to see uh, this guy yet. And I want to see him. We've talked about this many episodes before. We want to really see his presence. Uh, for these things. The last part I will say, I mean, we even saw more of uh, Prince. If you go back to like our, the Arsenio Hall show from earlier this year, I mean, he was on TV and he was promoting stuff that it didn't, had no release dates or anything at that time. There was no albums being talked about. But now that we do, where is he? So I want to go around and see if you guys have thought about this, if you have any uh, thoughts about this. Uh, Sean Hill, what do you think, man? You know, I, I I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I, I don't really have – I know I've always said he needs to promote more. But as I think about it, I know the business model has changed. But ostensibly, this is almost like it was back in the 80s. Uh, you know, with the exception of videos, you know, there were – you didn't see Prince before, mm-hmm. you know, Around the World in a Day drop, before Sign of Times drop. You know, you get the, you get the single, you get the little video, album drops, you know. So I don't, I'm not saying that now – he should be going back to that business practice because, again, the model has changed. Uh, 
but if this were the 80s we probably wouldn't be having this conversation but at the same time you know you know Fallon or or Kimmel or whoever whoever they got booked on a night that Prince wants to come on they will drop whoever they got and Prince gets the whole show so you know we still got a week or so to go you know maybe it's that last minute push um, I do agree with you though that maybe a, a video would be nice, not you know three four weeks or months after the album or whatever single comes out, uh, because again that is the new business model. But uh, I know I actually just pre-ordered it yesterday. I, I, I it totally slipped my mind that the album was coming out. Um, you know so and I'm a fan. <laughs> you know so hmm. you got those casual folks out there who probably you know they had that one day push they probably have totally uh you know forgotten that the album's even coming out so yeah i mean he needs to at least have a video out there if he's not gonna go you know do the talk social circuit do the you know the view and all that stuff at least get a video out there all right uh big sexy and sack man what do you think you know i agree with with sean the the need for a music video currently is non-existent uh, the video outlets, MTV, VH1, BET, for that matter, don't play a lot of music. And what they do play, it's the same thing they play on Top 40 Radio, the same 12 songs. So there's really no point in that. Also, in the previous business model, the, the videos were paid for by the label. And with Prince's new label deal, I know he's back with Warner's as far as um, you know his past catalog, but I don't know if that includes video production and things of that nature. And plus, he may not have wanted to undertake that expense anyway. And maybe he doesn't care. Because the last video he made was, who knows? Breakfast I don't even remember wait. the last one. Which was, what was it? Breakfast Can Wait, which is a song on this album, right? But he's not even in that video. But he's not even in that, and he didn't make that. The chick made it herself, and you know he liked it and let her, let her tighten it up a bit, right? Well, actually, he found her, or somebody found somebody online, whoever you want to, whatever story you want to go with, and he's like, hey... Uh, you want to make a video? <laughs> okay. Show me your vision. There it is. You know, so he really wasn't involved. And again, even if he did make a video, no one's going to show it because it's not you know the, those twelve or thirteen songs that are just rotated to death. Uh, I agree that he needs to go on Fallon or Kimmel. I don't think the View or those daytime gab fests really are conducive to what he wants to do. But he's got to increase his presence. Now, he's been conspicuous, conspicuously absent since the announcement, announcement of this uh, project, but he's got another week. So maybe he'll do something, because you know how he is. He'll show up when you least expect it on something the day the album is released to try to spike sales. But as of right now, it's a little too quiet, but we will see. All right. Quickly, just to touch on the video thing, I do think that videos do still matter somewhat. Um they don't, you're right, they don't play them on the TV shows, but obviously YouTube has probably taken the position of being the go-to place for the music video. I mean, you, you can look at Anaconda, we talked about that, Nicki Minaj, songs, shitty or not. Uh, um, who's the guy, uh, his whole career was based off of that video, came out with the song. Tr- Trinidad Jones. Right. <laughs> I mean, and just to say that obviously videos for this younger generation actually do matter a lot uh, in terms of how they view them on Facebook and, and uh, YouTube and things. Even they got one now. I, I, I had to watch it. Uh, was it called Booty? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and yeah, Izzy, Izzy Exella or whatever. 
I mean, so obviously visuals do play, right? Even if it's sexualized visuals. Booty. But, yeah. but have you watched... Go ahead. Please forgive me. Bobby Schmurder's Hot Nigger. I've heard of that. I have not seen the video, but I am very aware of what that is. And I know it starts from a visual of him doing this dance, right? To the song and the whole movement. Money dance. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously videos do play. And, I, and here's the last thing I'll go around. And we'll touch on this too. But as we have heard some of these songs or singles from Artificial Age, you would think that the way that these songs sound, it seems to be that they are made for today's audiences that if you're going to do that, then I guess you got to play the game how today's audiences expect to see. And so I think sometimes they, they want to see the visual that goes with that song or whatever. But Well, and Prince has a YouTube page. Too so yeah. What's the point? What's the point of having the YouTube account if he's not gonna put videos on there? Very true, very true. And he's been so. The other thing is, before these albums were released or announced, excuse me, he was putting a lot of videos online, right? The performances and you know he did the whole screwdriver thing. Remember that you had to go oh, buy yeah. the little movies. I mean, yeah. it's not as if he is not making or capable of making videos and seemed to have a very strong desire to do one. There's a lot of videos for the Plectrum Electrum songs, but they just came out probably six months ago. So, anyway, I'm going to go back to Sean. you have an opinion on this? Uh, pretty much the same. I mean, <laughs> Sean, I meant to say Aunt Pooh. Excuse me. Slap, the, slap my hand. Aunt Aunt host. My, my, my thing is, is it, it seems like Prince doesn't have, is doing it, anything with rhyme or reason. Uh, I kind of disagree with uh, Big Sexy where he says that he doesn't believe that the uh, morning show talk circuit would be more conducive for him and that he should go to Fallen and Kimmel. I kind of think that that's the reverse is uh, the morning talk shows with The View, The Talk, The Real, Ellen. I think that's more so his audience, those <clears throat> those middle-aged, sorry, middle-aged uh, Caucasian women <laughs> and uh, middle-aged black Asian, maybe, and, and Hispanic women that still has some type of, um, I get some some type of affinity towards Prince. I think that actually would be perfect. They, they were as, his fans when they were younger, right? They were co- correct. They they're the ones that still go wow. Arsenio was perfect because most of his audience were people that remembered the original Arsenio Hall show, and of course, Prince still is within that demographic for their for that audience. As far as the promotion, I, I really just don't get it. Maybe this is just the case of uh, like Prince in the 80s and the 90s, how he wants to do. Uh, by the time he's ready to pr- uh, put out an album, he's already moved on to a new album and a new sound. And I, I think what he could be doing, what I think would be really great is there are there there's a ton of hungry uh, directors and visual and uh, video um, artists and graphics people out there that would love to have directed Prince's video on their resume. That that I mean, he did that for this for this girl. We all think that he did it to to you know to get the draws. GTD. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine if he hooked up with? Because and I hate to bring I hate to make this comparison, but I saw Hot Nigga. <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and say what you will about these ignorant ass. Smurder Boys and the song and the dance, it's a pretty well produced video. And if they can get that done, can you imagine with Prince's name, what he could get for free, let alone paid a little something? And he has and he has 
decent songs that he can get some good visuals with that. So that might be the route. I mean, you have, like you said, you have this YouTube channel. You are Prince. People would love to work with you and do the video. Yeah. Do do something with the music and with your name. If well, you try to sell your music. And and to just further that point, shout out to uh, Shameless Maya. She is. Uh, it's so funny that I. She's a YouTuber. Um, and I found her videos months ago because I was looking, I wanted to learn more how to do better lighting for videos because I had an interest in doing videos. And I just came across her tutorial video. It was really well done. Started, I sort of subscribed to her on YouTube just to come. I was like, okay, let me check out what she's doing. And she does like fashion type stuff or whatever. But in her recent video that she just put out, she's talking about how she's moving out of Harlem and everything. But she, the, she did the art direction for Artificial Age. Uh, she shot the album cover and she said she did all the booklet. And she's like, yeah, I've been busy the last few months. I've been working with Prince. Like, he found me on YouTube and, you know, invited me up and started working together. And I was like, it's crazy. But, I mean, so he obviously, he is, you know, on YouTube finding these people, kind of doing what you're saying. I I just kind of, yeah, I would hope that he would allow them to do these videos so that they can put them out. So, on one hand, he's online hard uh, grabbing chicks uh, to do work for him. So, that's great. Last but not least... Uh, <laughs> Q-Storm We need that wisdom yes, Give sir. us your wisdom sir <clears throat> Your unique perspective You know it's funny uh, just last night I happened to be up It was uh, And uh, I, I switched to Jimmy Fallon It was his birthday And it was a surprise guest And it turned out to be Stevie Wonder Who came out and uh, performed uh, Sir Duke which was amazing and he was promoting uh, his he's doing a series of concerts where he's going to be performing songs in the key of life, the entire album all the way through. Mm-hmm. And just that one promotion, as soon as I found out when he was coming to Philadelphia, I went online, got my tickets. Uh, <clears throat> for whatever reason, Prince doesn't uh, I don't know if he doesn't understand it or someone else that he doesn't care. But um, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, this has been his kind of M.O for quite a while now, not supporting the stuff that he generates or puts out. So there's nothing new under the sun here, as far as I know. All right. Let me ask a question to the to the group. <laughs> Go ahead. Based on what Stevie is doing right now, and other artists have done similar things, I know Hart did it with Dreamboat Annie and Styx, who is not even in the same breath as Stevie Wonder, did it with Pieces of Eight and um, uh, another album. I forgot the other album. What do you think about, could Prince narrow it down to one album to perform back to front or front to back like that? Uh, I, I, easily, I think he could, if he said, I'm going to do a Purple Rain tour or that I'm going to do the album, it sold out in quickness. I mean, But the thing a, is, wouldn't that be pretty short though? Uh, it'd be an action packed. Yeah, I, I, again, I think for the audience, that would be like a no-brainer. It would be a no-brainer. Short or not, you can extend those songs out, right? Just throw in some theatrics. You could always say, you know, at the the, the encore after you've done Purple Rain, you can do any of his other hits, right? We can do some of the B-sides off that. Well, being the youngin', uh, I think what, I'm going to say what started, but I know what what brought me on to that type of show was a tribe called Quest. I believe they did. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Um, was it Low End Theory? I believe. Yeah. And then Snoop Dogg did at Coachella a couple of years ago, Doggy Style. Mm-hmm. He actually gave you the visuals. Had the entire uh, everybody that was on the album was Sans Dre, 
and had the visuals of the uh, background art there. So I and that, that was the first I was thinking. I was like, I would love to see Prince do Sign of the Times, Parade, and Purple Rain. Yeah, he could easily do a tour of of, of all of those. You know, uh, this time is going to be Purple Rain. Like, okay, now we're going to come back and do Sign of the Times. Or yeah, I mean, as long as there's no editing. Well, I mean, he might edit the songs, but still, people would go crazy. Like, if I mean, he, would he if, do would he do Doll and Nikki if if that were the case? He could just change the words. Nah, I mean, nah. you wouldn't like it, but I, I think the general people would just still would go crazy. The fact that he's even doing it, it just yeah. like I wouldn't stop me from going to the show. I can tell you that do much. You, do you think he'd have to reunite? No, I, you think he'd have to reunite with the revolution before anyone would take him seriously that he's doing um, a purple rain tour? I think that would be icing, it'd be icing on the cake. But if they didn't, still would I still would go regardless. If he was smart, he would, because then he could probably charge three to four hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, and get it I, quickly. I would, I would pay four hundred dollars to see that. Personally, I wouldn't necessarily. I, again, as long as Wendy and Lisa was there, uh, I made Doctor Fink. But if he didn't have the entire joints of all of them, I wouldn't be mad. If you say, "Well, listen, I'm going to have Black Whale or somebody else," I, I would not be mad at that. I'd be like, you know what? You could have Blackwell or Michael or Michael uh, Cora behind instead of Bobby, and that's not a rip on Bobby. Don't get me wrong, but you gotta have Wendy and Lisa. Yeah, I'm just saying Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band probably sells way more tickets than Bruce Springsteen and some of the E Street Band. That's true. True. Well, how did? How, uh, well, I guess I was going to ask about the time. They never performed there when they were. Uh, I saw the time last week. And oh yeah, you saw that. I, I have to ask you about this show. I'm glad yes. you brought this up. So this was the time, yes. Sheila E. Yes, Dougie Fresh. Yes, and dumb bitch guy. Yes, like that, that's just like hey, my, my the, the, I'm sorry, guy minus uh, Teddy uh, Riley. But how was this show? You know, it was a lot of. It was first of all, it was hot as all get out when I got to Thunder Valley, and of course, I went backstage and got my all access pass because we all know. I'm going to steal from Ann Poo. I'm balling. They're not. It's that simple. <laughs> but I got my pass. I hung out with Dougie Fresh for a little bit. Now, I'm only familiar with two of his songs, obviously. I'm not a big Dougie Fresh fan. And they did the little meet and greet with him. His set was first. Now, what he did, he was really more of an MC. He, he introduced and played different snippets from different songs that got the crowd real fired up when he got to uh some earth wind and fire stuff he played september the place blew up then he did his stuff and he did a really really great set then guy comes out and it was aaron hall and i believe the brothers damon damien yep. damon mm-hmm. they come out no teddy and they were good but i'm gonna and this is gonna sound weird coming out of my mouth here but Aaron Hall liked to use the word motherfucker too much, way too too many times on stage. He is a pimp. <laughs> I mean, he like, Aaron, dial it back, man. Dial it back. And I got a picture of me and him, too, somewhere. But when he did I Miss You, he he, uh, he tore it up. I got to give it up. He, he tore that one up. Sheila comes out, does a lot of new stuff. A lot of new stuff. She mm-hmm. did, but she also threw an erotic city, which kind of threw me. She did Love Bizarre but did, and didn't close with it. She didn't close with Glamorous Life. She closed with something new. No, she closed with the Bell of St. Mark. That's what it was. Okay. And she was signing copies of her new album. And what she did during her set, she said, look, my new book, 
and my new CD are out there at the merchandise stand. Anybody who buys one right now, I'm coming out right now to sign it. And she she took her wireless mic, got some security, went out there, started signing. Wow. Band kept playing. And she came on back and got on stage. I'm like, go ahead, girl. Do your thing. And then, <laughs> you know, Morris and the Time came out. And I'm watching them. And this kind of made me think about a few things because I understand this is Morris and the Time and not the original seven. I understand that. And I understand that, you know, people got to, you know, work for a living. But goddamn, man, I would get tired of singing somebody else's music every damn night, pretty much doing the same set. You know, and I'm not ripping the guys at all. In fact, I got a chance to talk to Monty and Jellybean backstage and the uh, other keyboard player who who is not Terry Lewis or uh, is not Jimmy Jam, but his name is Jim by just happenstance. And we were hanging out. But as I watched their set, Okay, cool, get it up, Jungle Love, Bird, you know, uh, what's that, the Morris Day song, Fishnet, Jerk Out, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, dude, let's, give me something different, man, give me some original Seven stuff, give me something else. And and they went, they went over with the crowd very well, but it's, it's nothing that I hadn't seen before, nothing I hadn't seen before. And I'll go ahead and say this, and, and this is not a, a, a rip, but if I had to pay to see them, and this configuration, minus with no drum either, pass. No, thank you. But you've seen him how many times? You've probably seen him count. With or without Jerome. E- either way, just in general. I've seen the time, God, six times. Okay. And they closed six. the show, right? They, they, they closed the show. They, they headlined. Well, so I mean, was it a good show, though? You enjoyed yourself? Oh, and I, I enjoyed myself, I mean, a lot, because, you know, I got to... See, because, you know, when I when I get the all access, I get to, you know, go in the front and watch from the front, go in the back, hang out, you know, talk to limo drivers, just standing around bullshitting. And it was a good show. I mean, the music was very well done, but it's like, it made me think of David Bowie when he said back in the 70s, he said, you know what, I'm not doing the Ziggy Stardust anymore. And all these guys are accomplished musicians, but they're doing someone else's stuff, which is, I don't know, man. Well, you know, on one hand, they're doing what the people want. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the Most of the people there, they want to hear those hits, the songs they remember. It's nostalgia. You know, it makes you feel good. And it, it sounds like the whole point of it, even when you talked about Dougie Fresh and how he was the host and he would play. Let me play y'all. Remember this song? How we used yes, to, that's you know, how we did it. That's kind of the whole sort of thing, especially with a, with a tour or a show like this. It is purely built on... You know, remember back in the days, you know, and da, da, da. so, I mean, for that, it works perfectly. I think, yeah, if they were to go on the road and try to promote something new, they probably have to do kind of what Sheila does. And you kind of fall into that thing of how many old songs versus the new songs. But, you know, it's the time. They're they're a side group. You know, those, <laughs> you know it's, it's, who else can have, you know, my little side group project is still headlining shows 30, 30 years from now. You know. That's a good point. So, I mean, yeah. One thing that I found out also that was interesting, little, little uh, insider reveal here, I asked uh, Jellybean about F Deluxe, and he said they are on hiatus because Susanna is having some type of issues. Yeah. He did not elaborate, and I did not press, but he said he didn't know when they are going to do anything you know, coming up. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think Paul had posted something about that on uh, either Twitter or Facebook. Um, uh, that they were sick. I'm surprised the time closed though. I would I would have thought Sheila would have closed since she has newer material. No, um, you know, 
I asked the right. why he did that. And he said he wanted Sheila to in front of the time to push them. And she did push them because they put on a good show. Well, you got to, you know, if you follow the time or if you follow, if you follow Sheila, you better bring your game. Cause she you know, tore I, it, I personally think the, the music buying public kind of slept on uh, the original sevens album. I, I thought, of course, it's not a time album that doesn't have the sound, but I thought it was a, a pretty good contemporary uh, R&B record. Uh, so I don't know why I, I I didn't like the single they chose. I didn't really like trending that much, but and I no, guess maybe that's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say there were better songs on there that could have been a single. It's not a bad song. It's just not a. It's not what I would have chose as a single. I really want to after this new Prince album comes out. I want to I want to pull both of them out, and the same things I think people were saying about like trending and there was that one song that I kind of liked on there, but it was so not the time sound. It kind of sounded like something that T.I. or Rihanna would do. Oh, the uh, Hey Yo. <laughs> hey Yo. <laughs> but yeah. I want to, I'm yeah. like, you know what, this, some of this new Prince stuff <laughs> kind of reminds me now of exactly what they was trying to do. And it was so yeah. against what they were doing. But anyway. Um, I mean, if I were pick, I would have chose Sick or uh, Strawberry Lake as a, as a first single. See, I didn't care for Strawberry Lake at I all. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of it's it was catchy. There was a song. All now you don't know me now. That would have been yeah one of my. Uh, what's this song? Uh, I still play it to this day. I know what you're talking about. Um, Faithful is that what? Is that it? Yeah, that's my. Faithful ain't the word for me. That song is cold to me. Good R and B jump. All right, shout out to the original seven. All those good guys. Shout out to Sheila E. The, has anybody here got the book yet? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> I, I'm still a little. I'm still a little tripped up on Big Sexy saying he's not a fan of Dougie Fresh. I'm sorry. Now you say you you just didn't know his material, or you don't like him. When you say I don't. That. I don't like or dislike him. I just I just don't know the you stuff. Know what? Let me let me go back. Uh, that's a lie. I didn't like uh, what Lottie Dottie when I came out. I hated that song. Mm, wow, man. I Classic, hated huh? that song, and it wasn't because of Dougie. I just didn't like Slick Rick's voice. Okay. I'll be honest. When it first came out, I I thought it, I didn't like it that much either, and then. With every every there's there's a few songs I go back to and I'm like, like when uh, Digital Underground uh, Humpty Dance first came out, I hated it and I'm like I come I come back to the song I'm like, the fuck was I smoking? <laughs> hey, I sounded like some old get off my lawn right about now. You know I didn't care for Humpty Dance either, but I prefer oh, the song. I prefer Do What You Like or Humpty Do What You Dance. Like was the joint. Yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. that. Mine's was Kiss Me Back. That was that was a good one too. Yeah, now, Kiss Me Back was alright, but. Do what you like was the one. Yeah, the, you know it's just a tangent here for a second because we're talking about classics or the hip hop songs. And old guy, you can call me old man or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I miss about rap. When I used to really just you could there would be like that one or it just at a time it seemed like all of them, but it was like they were the shit like. Hate or love Lottie Dottie. That was a monster hit, you know the the show. It's another monster song. Like oh, that's uh, Teddy Riley. Um, Do what you like, or even the stuff by Run DMC. It was like when you heard rap back then. It was like that's something different. That's special. <laughs> like it was. It almost seemed like only the best of the best was allowed to come out because everything True. seemed to be like the shit. Like goddamn. Yeah, I mean, Def Jam had great quality control back in the day. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. even a lot of the songs that came out were, you know, I'm 
I'm really just, I'm heavy on some iced tea right now. And I'm just like, six in the morning, police out my door. I was like, that was the shit when they came out. Like, it was just like, there was always these monster rap songs, you know, all the time. And for a period, it was like, all of the ones you heard was good. It wasn't, it was hardly very many duds. Um, I say all that to say, it's just, it's funny now how rap, there's just so much, I guess, where it's like, there are some that are very good. But there's a lot that just are are mediocre, and it's like, how are they allowed to come out? <laughs> like, well, you know, I would say it's funny you're saying that because I feel exactly the same way about Prince's music nowadays. Oh boy, here we go. Well, all right, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about the quality of these songs. Well, let's but... let, let's get into it. Um, so, as we said before, new albums coming out a couple weeks, week and a half, September 30th, and um, Warner Brothers has released another song. Um, that, and this is this is and this goes to show where we're at in the music industry and how the industry works. Before you you'd get one Prince song before the album came out. Now we have what four. Uh, so there's clouds, you know. Um, I guess maybe there's three clouds, you know, and what's this one? Funk and roll. Is there another one that was released? Uh, well, breakfast can wait. If you breakfast can wait, yeah, it came out. Well, we'll say breakfast. So that, that's four songs. So the new one, Funk and Roll, which is actually uh, an, a remix of what I, we may be the original version, which may be on Plectrum Electrum, or if we remember at least going back to Arsenio, he performed this song uh, before live, and I think there has been some performances live before in, in other venues. So now I want to talk about Funk and Roll. I call it the Trap House remix uh, <laughs> that's on this album. <laughs> Very polarizing, maybe. So we're going to go around and give our quick impressions on this song. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to go deep on mine. I'm going to just say very quickly. When I heard this, I just said, you know what? I know, I understand where Prince is at musically. I, I'm over it. I was, I was over it years ago. When other songs came out, when I say I'm over it, I'm over like tripping why this sounds like this or why is he doing this style? I get it. Uh, for me, quickly, I will say if this song was not by Prince, I probably wouldn't listen to it. Not because I think it sounds terrible. Uh, I'm not into that kind of music. So if Prince does something that I'm not really into, he would have to blow it out of the water for me to be like, oh, let me change my. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, turn, turn up, get turned up. <laughs> but I'm not really with that. So I have nothing against this song. It's just not made for me. This is made for the young people that's turned up, you know, in the trap <laughs> or in the club, maybe, and booties is popping. You know, I always, this song makes me think of love and hip hop. Because that's like a prerequisite to be on that show. You got to say, I get turned up. I'm going to get turned up for TV. And they continuously chant this through the song. It, it it just really aggravates me. So I'm cool on this one, Prince. But power to you. Now we'll go on to the next person. Big Sexy and Sack, are you getting turned up? When I uh, was notified that we're going to be discussing this song, and I saw some of the uh, remarks made by Q Storm, I thought Q's out of his fucking mind. Let me download this song and see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it started off interesting, but after the first, like, 30 seconds or so, 
it just went into some something that I did not care for. And I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. If anything, only to, you know, to be able to really discuss it with Q. But this one, I, I got to let this one go. I didn't care for it at all. All right. And also, oh, let me let me throw out my own nostalgia vibe here. The mm-hmm. term funk and roll, mm. that's a Rick James term, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He said the phrase funk and roll in the song Big Time back in 1980. Oh, lawsuit, lawsuit. You know. That's for so, real. So I don't know. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that was intentional or just, uh, I'm sorry, or just uh, uh, happenstance. But that's the one thing that really, that's the only thing that really stood out of the song for me, that, that phrase. I'm like, that's Rick James. But other, otherwise, yeah, let that one go. All right. Uh, go ahead and set the stage, Mr. Q-Storm. But you all are the, you all hold the degrees in Princeology, so I'm not going to be setting any stages. You all will probably be putting me in my place. Uh, but having said that, you know, I, I don't know. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard the song is now I, this is probably how the fellows felt when they first heard My Name is Prince. I like that actually compared to this. Oh, well, you know, I didn't I didn't have such a uh, uh, I didn't have a strong reaction to My Name is Prince when I, I thought it was something different from Prince. So I, I appreciated it. But this right here, it, it just it's everything about Prince that I just don't understand now. That if I were in college and it was in the 90s or late 80s, this sound would be it would, I would be like, OK, this is unique for Prince. It's, it it, it might my, my reaction would probably be the way I felt when I heard Get Off. I'm like, damn, OK, he's coming with something different here. This is really new for him. I probably would have thought that way of this song and appreciated it a lot more if we were back in 1992. <clears throat> but here it's everything about Prince that I just don't understand. Now it's sampled beats or artif- you know, artificial age, right? Artificial sounding beats, kind of corny licks with the whole shouting. He really doesn't have that vibe down with the call and response too well. Uh, the same thing with the what was that song you had on um, New Power Soul? It freaks on this side or something. Oh God! Stop it! He, oh, he stop just it. does not have. He does not have that. He he should stop writing songs like well I shouldn't say what he should do, but I don't know th- this song to me. Listening to this song, it it solidifies the fact that I will not be running out to buy this this album because every song I've heard, with maybe the exception of Breakdown, it sounds like he just phoned it in. Except for well Breakdown, Breakfast Can Wait, that's got a nice little R&B groove, but it's still not that Prince. It's not that Prince with the soy sauce on it. That's what I'm missing from him. So uh, now I will say with this song, I when I heard the guitars at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, okay, he's coming with that ruckus that he did with Let's Go Crazy. This is going to be something that's going to split my head open." No, and then at the end, the song takes off like fire. I'm like, "That's what I want to hear. That's the Prince that I that I love, that I fell in love with, or the music that I fell in love with." But no, the rest of it is just like, dude. Stop! Stop just programming your stop programming your drum machines and actually put your heart back into it, man. You know, and just a correction: you you brought up breakdown. So actually, we have five songs that we can now hear of this album before it has been released. Um, five out of thirteen. Wow. Okay. So 
uh, there we go, Funk and Roll, um, Aunt Pooh. You're younger than us. A lot of people on this board. Uh, you you may have, I think you may have a different perspective possibly on this type of song. Can you speak to what you can? Can you give us some information? What kind of style is this song? What 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 a genre of music is this? Is this going? Because I don't, personally I don't really see the funk in it, and I don't see the roll in it either. I think through the prism of time, maybe like five to seven years from now, I think. Most of us will look back and be like, you know what? We 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 kind of judge that song a little harshly. Um, this, I mean, as far as the style, I would say this is uh, this is like New York based, New York Bronx. I mean, New York Brooklyn Bronx. That that little at the beginning with the that I I'm still I I have the song in my head. I can hear it. I can hear the rap, but I cannot I cannot put my finger on which song that was. But that's so totally New York sound right there. Either uh, Diddy or, uh, or uh, dang, who, who is it? Maybe DJ Premier. One of those. The DJ Premier. Aww. He's known for work. Yeah, he's known for working with, uh, with uh, G-Unit. There you go. There you go. Uh, right. Okay. Right. My opinion is at the beginning, I like it. When it breaks into that hip-hop-ish beat, like you guys, that whole turn up. I'm, I'm like, come on, Prince. That's not you. You're not. Just be the old guy that can... That can uh, get that has a band that can do a song better than almost anybody currently today. Give us some plectrum election, some screwdriver, some fix your life up. But this this is like this is really pandering. But I will say at the about the two thirty five mark where that guitar comes in and it like switches out kind of like and I know this is blasphemous, but this is what it made me think with computer like computer blue where it totally oh, yeah blasphemy. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying. Go ahead, go ahead. See these young, these youngins nowadays. I don't know what we're gonna do with them. Don't know what we're gonna do my with switch. them. Switch, get my switch. Oh boy, getting this Andre ready. Go ahead now. Hey, go ahead, son, I hit back. I hit back now. <laughs> my daddy don't put his hands on me no more. <laughs> you got it, daddy? No, I'm just joking. Oh really? Oh, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. I'm gonna see you I, I'm gonna see you in December, Michael Dean. You know but Aunt Pooh used the phrase switching of the of the of the of the uh of the temp the tempo of the song. I like that. That as it breaks down to the end, I really like that. And I think five years from now, you know, when that style this style of music is is done, we might look back on a song and be like, you know what? Prince kind of rocked it on that one. There's some cringeworthy stuff on it, like um, Tick Tick. Is it, I think it's Tick Tick Bang and uh, and uh, Elephants of Flowers. I remember you guys doing the uh, Graffiti Bridge uh, review where he did this, that bad scratching. That's the same vibe I get mm. with that turn up. Mm. But I think other than that, we can look. I think we'll look back on it and think this was a decent song. All right, you know this. What we we're talking about, you know, when I think a lot of '80s. Maybe some '90s movies when there was like the musical part, or it was like the hip hop <laughs> sort of part in the movie, and it would be like the person who really got nothing to do with the rap or something. Let me get on the mic, and, and they would let me break it on down for you people out there. If you don't even know about the color, of your, I mean, it would be so like really. I, and, and I kind of was like, my man Prince, you like you said eloquently earlier. 
you're the man. You don't have to jump down to this level. Oh, remember when uh, the other party reminds me of, remember James Brown hooked up with Full Force? Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like. Well, stop Don't be done. Yeah, I'm like, it, it was cool. It was not horrible, but it was like, you're James Brown. You are, you know, you're a legend. You, you, you've you set the bar so hard. Hi, excuse me. It's just a little <laughs> like, kind of like, man, here we, I guess it happens to the best of us at a certain point. You know, you're just like, you know what? I, yeah, I'm the old guy at the club. And I'm just kind of, that's kind of see Prince with this song. It's not a bad song. It's just like, you're at the club and there's Romy Roman. And, <laughs> Watch out now. Let me show you how we used to get down. And he might be getting down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, come on! You, you just kind of shake your head, bruh. Like, whose yeah, uncle is this? In, yeah, whose uncle is this here at the, trying to holler at these young girls in these high heels? Yeah, like, bruh, come on, bruh. In the afro. Yeah, like you, you, you're supposed to be over at the, you know, the rose petal or something with the old players at. You know, let these kids be turned up and you know popping booties and stuff. So I, that's just kind of like, ah, kind of. I don't know if I want to see Prince get sucked into that. Christopher Tracy ain't gonna get in that trap, but maybe he's in the trap. I don't know. I, I was just gonna say real quick. I just wanna who's gonna listen to this song? Is it meant the young kids that it sounds like this is trying to be targeted to? They'll probably laugh at this, and and we the older set we're not gonna listen to this. We're we're not liking this. So, well, I, you know, if you if you look online, you see a lot of the postings on different sites. They say you know this is the the, the what they call the burner. Or how this is the dance floor burner, and this. So I mean. It's, from a lot of club banger, club banger, I'm seeing people like this song. Let's not, you know, let's be clear. I don't like it. Uh, I said, but you're judging this by today's young standards that that got folk like um, Juicy J and oh my god, I, I heard a horrible Usher song yesterday that had the line of "Just because you on the pole don't mean you a hoe." Mm. So you're giving uh. you're giving this young audience too much credit, Michael Dean. Well, and I say, and it may be meant for. So I, I personally would think a young person may hear this. And maybe you know what this is some Prince, but it's this is good. Like I mean, I'm surprised he would do something like this. I can dance to this. This is, I mean, I would imagine you play this in the club, people are gonna be on it. It's I mean, it's not horrible music. As I said, I didn't ever say it was horrible. I just something I don't personally listen to, but I know that there's an audience for it. Whether or not he cracks through to that, I guess it, we'll 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 see. But uh, I just I'm just going by what I expect out for Prince and what I think. That's sort of what I'm judging for. Will it hit? We'll see. You know, I, I, you can see online that people do like this song. Will it translate into them buying the song or going to see him play live? I don't know. I Again, I question every song that we've heard so far that they've released. I would only believe it when I see it on the stage. So I, I'd be curious if he does this version live when they, when they put when it's time to get it down. Uh, with that said, we're going to go over to Mr. Sean Hill. You got a story to tell. Keith. All right. So uh, back in the day, 2004, we, uh, wife and I were driving somewhere. We were listening to the Musicology CD. And Life of the Party starts. This is the life of the, the party. <laughs> and my wife looks at me and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm skipping the song. <laughs> she says, what? I love that song. That's probably one of the, my favorite songs on the album. I'm like, really? okay so i go back and play so we we we're we're polarized as far as that particular song so Mm -hmm. this song the fucking roll kind of reminds me a little bit of life of the party so um i saw the link yesterday i sent it to her uh so here check this out listen to this within a minute she wrote me back pass and i'm like 
pass. I said, did you listen to the song that quick? She said, no, I just heard like the first minute or so, pass. She said it's terrible. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're finally back in agreement again. Because uh, <laughs> I figured she would, she would have liked the song because it kind of had that same vibe. Yeah, I'm kind of like uh, uh, the get off my lawn guy again. Uh, this one just doesn't do it for me, you know, and I have this, I don't know. I, I was looking at his uh, Wikipedia, and, you know, this is what, his 34th, 35th album. And then I had to kind of take that in consideration. What more can the guy do to be innovative? To be, you know, ahead of the game. To be more, you know, uh, uh, the, the guy that he used to be. I don't know if it's even possible to break new ground anymore. Uh, you know, but with that being said, he can at least do something average better. And this, to me, is just a throwaway album track. Um, now it does appear on the other CD as well, so I'm not sure. I, I, I would hope it's not the same version as that because there's really not any any rock in it you would hope you know uh third eye girl is going to be more rock oriented uh but yeah you know as far as it being in the club i, I mean i haven't been to a club probably in 10 15 years you know i i just don't even know if it would even be a club banger but again i don't know what what quote-unquote bangs the club these days but um but again this may be one of these songs where you know the album version is weak but get it on the stage get it live get some real instruments behind it and it, and it might turn it out i don't know but uh the, the studio version yeah the studio version just just doesn't doesn't get it for me at all see can, can i just say real quick I, and, and nothing you said is is incorrect uh, you, we all have said i think uh, mainly you guys have said you know, I didn't really understand the Prince song until I heard it played live. And I understand completely what you're talking about. But to me, it's just, it's not a good thing that that's what we would say about an artist. Because we're spending, you know, we can spend $12, $15 at most to get your music, listening to your music on CD or download, right? We shouldn't have to spend $200 to comprehend one of your, your art. I mean, sure. if... If you if you're an artist, put it put it in put it in your product, no matter what what medium, whether it's live or on a CD or in a video. I shouldn't have to say, yeah, I understood that after I heard it live. You know, I mean, it makes for a good experience. Fair point. It's, Fair point. it's just not very it's not very um, conducive to playing to your fan to your fans. You know, I just I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, well, I hear it, what you're saying. Go ahead. You know, also it may depend too. Sometimes you hear things in the context of of the album. It it makes songs better. Like for instance, I'm not a big fan of the Diamonds of Pearls album as a whole, but the sum of its parts are are very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got uh, Cream, Money Don't Matter, uh, Get Off, uh, Even Live for Love, uh, Insatiable. I mean, I've named what five songs right there, but. As a cohesive unit, I don't, I can't listen to the entire album in one sitting. I, that's that's one of my shuffle albums right there. That's just, uh, I listen to a song here, a song there, but when you put it all together, it, it's dreck in my opinion. So maybe, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I, I to quote you, I went there, big sexy. I <laughs> said, <laughs> um, yeah, I said it. Um, so again, maybe and maybe it'd be the opposite here. Maybe in the context of the album, you know, flow, uh, sequencing, that kind of thing. Maybe maybe it'll flow better within the context of the album. Who knows? I know I'm just kind of making excuses for the guy, but 
you know, that's that's the way I see it. You know, I think the last thing I'd always consider, too, with this album is two things are very interesting. One, the title of the project, Artificial Age. And if you read it, you know, Artificial Age. I know Prince does not t- title his albums Nilly Nally. And based off of the songs that we've heard, you know, a part of me is thinking this guy is really going deep and playing this sort of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm assuming almost satirical view or concept to this album. We're in an artificial age where stuff is done artificial, where people are stars because of, I think one of the songs, The Clouds or You Know, sort of speaks on this. Where you know, These people are in the media or out there famous. They don't really do shit like they're on TV reality shows or something. Listening to these songs, not bad, but I'm, I could, I would argue that they're done like this for a reason. Good or it may not make sense to us. A lot of print stuff does not make sense to us, even as fans. Like you know, you, oh wow, wow, what's he doing this? I would not be surprised if the whole point of this is to say this is this this is exact. Was it? Um, let me slow down. What do they say in that Batman movie? Is a famous quote, or somebody talks about something? It was like. We didn't get the movie we wanted. <laughs> we got the movie we deserved or something. I don't know if that has anything yeah. to do with Batman. But I almost started to think, like, this may not be the Prince album that we on this line may actually want. But in terms of where we're at today, it is exactly what is expected of today's oh. music business. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. And that's, that's, a, that's an excellent, that's an interesting insight. I, I can see that, but... By the same token, if you go back into Prince's uh, uh, CV, you know he, you know, you look at controversy, 1999, Sign of the Times, uh, the um, oh man, uh, what's the album where he's naked on the cover? Love sexy, love sexy, love sexy right? Well, it, it, if you use those as barometers, then this artificial age and it's a clever title. Don't don't poison our ears with. With artificial music, write songs that are like those other albums that yeah, to a concept that you were trying to put forth. Right, you would think it would be the opposite of artificial music. It would be or, uh, Rainbow Children ish, you know, organic, right. live. Which, like yeah. I'm saying, for in a, in a sort of weird, sort of out the box Prince sort of style, I could see him doing something like that in terms of what we, him. You know, what, I'm gonna give them this mob. That's what they want. Watch me give him some of that old bullshit. <laughs> I'm not saying it would not surprise me if he's doing chaos and disorderish type of a really slick type of a titling and, and even sort of positioning how this product is being presented. This is also the very first Prince album where we're getting damn near half the album up front, and a lot of these songs has got people going, "What the?" You know, the fans at least are like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> you know what's going on here but I, I said who, know, who knows this may be a whole play on what the title and what this whole thing is about he may be playing I mean he's putting two albums out on the same day go back and think about the times when he was he wanted to do double releases very close to each other each album was was almost one of the albums was an answer to the other one it was almost playing one against the other if you would go back and look at if he would have did Love Sexy and Black album together you could see how that would be a play one of them, you know, there's a the polar opposites almost, and almost pits one is better than the other. Uh, the Come album, and what was it, Gold Experience? Yep. One of them almost play against the other. I would not be surprised if this and Pledge of My Legend, if they sort of what, here's one where I'm with the band, and this is, you know, real shit, blah, 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 and then here's one for you suckers, you know, the artificial age, you know. 
You want that old funny, you know, flim flam music? Here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna do that for you. Now you got to, you know, I'm gonna show you both sides of the coin. I, I could not. I would not be surprised if he's playing some sort of shit like that. It would Sometimes, not be. I, I don't know. I think you give him more credit than than he may have earned at this stage of the game. Ah, I don't know. It's it's, it's well, a it's, it's a nice theory, but how, why do you work that hard on these on these tracks? But this is Prince, man. That's yeah. why I say if you go back and look at the history, he has worked like that hard before. They just didn't allow him to put it out. But it, he is the kind of dude that will go deep and be on some other shit. I mean, it don't make no sense to us. But on an artist level, I could see him playing, and he's more artist. Even though he is about that paper, his moves are more artist based because because they don't make sense. You don't put out the song six months earlier, shoot videos for him, perform when there's no way nobody can purchase them, and now when it's time to them for him to come out. He doesn't. It seems like he's a give a fuck. So I mean, he's obviously got, he's got his own reasonings. I'm just saying I don't know the answer. That's just my theory. Go ahead. Sometimes you know this is the same guy who back in '91 said that that we the the fans the people we didn't understand Graffiti Bridge and and we get it one day. Well, no, we don't. We're what? We're, we're what? <laughs> <laughs> Almost 20 years later, I still don't get Graffiti Bridge. Uh, so uh, one thing too, I was looking at the uh, the track listing uh, on Wikipedia. And I'm, I noticed, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, the two songs that are affirmation, uh, they're both all lowercase. The well, the the A and the title. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's anything symbolic about that. Possibly. Well, affirmation one and two is only forty seconds. Forty and seconds. Then, yeah. And the last track, thirteen, affirmation three is three minutes and twenty seven seconds. So. Yeah, and and, and, and the lowercase, A's are, yeah. or lowercase. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what the. What the I guess we had to hear the tracks to before we could do that, but just there's obviously there's obviously a reason for that. I'm just wondering what that reason is. I don't know. Yeah, One thing Ampu said was, you know, looking at this song, you know, years later through the lens of time, we may, uh, you know, appreciate it more or something to that effect. I have to strenuously disagree because through the lens of time, and someone mentioned Graffiti Bridge. I'm looking at TC's rap <laughs> through the lens of time, and it is still bullshit. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Which rap is that? TC's rap on the B side. Yo, kid, yo, kid. Oh, stop. <laughs> yo, you're right. This, Bring this the big noise. About a true confession. This, yes. This is about the true confession. Listen, y'all, listen, hey, y'all can call me. I, I kind of like that. Oh. Savior in the uh, name of Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody, everybody tonight. I, I, that I, is the sound of a card being revoked. I love that. I love that. I love the music oh. and I love the rap. There you go. That's right. I said it. Two, two, sides. two sides. Two sides. <laughs> oh, Q. Once again, when you think you cannot disappoint me any further, boom. <laughs> you hit me with that. Like, no, hold on. This is from the guy who didn't like Lottie Dottie. So come oh, on. Lottie Dottie crap. I was like, Lottie Dottie is crap. Oh, okay. oh. You know, I take you know lyrically don't know, but Slick Rick's voice crap. That, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that at all. But his voice is what makes the song what it is. Is that's the whole point? You know, crap. Wow. All right. He's up there with <laughs> Mace, as far as I'm concerned. Well, who? Mace. Uh, okay, let's stop talking about hip hop. About to get hurt right yeah, now. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Is Mace supposed to be good? Am I missing something? No, but you just can't, you can't compare Mace Slick Rick to Mace Thank is you. <laughs> So who 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 uh, who here has already pre-ordered it? There. Uh, I have not, but uh, it's going to be on Google Play Day of release. So I don't need to. I already paid for it. <laughs> 
right. Can't hate right, the so game. I just, hate I just pre-ordered it yesterday. I, I did it through Amazon. I was going to do it through Warner's, but I'm like, I don't really need the digital CD or digital single of a song that's on the album. That doesn't really make any sense to me. Mm. And then what are the odds of me winning a trip to Paisley Park? So I, that, that didn't sweeten the deal either. You never know, man. You never know. <laughs> well, I've already been there, so it's not. Excuse me. We've oh, talked about it before. No, I know. Um, so let's, uh, any last words on this song before we, we move on here? All right, so they so hey, go listen to it. You you might like it, and don't be ashamed if you like. Don't you don't have to be ashamed. Again, this song goes either way. I don't think it's a horrible song. It's just not for me personally. Um, I want to do something fun, a little switch up. You know, this we we've been doing these these quizzes on the uh, Geeked Out show. So I I figure you know what, let's do a Prince quiz now. Uh, some of these are going to be easy, okay? A lot of this may be easy to, well, knowledgeable Prince guys on the line. So, these first set of questions are all about Around the World in a Day album, all right? All right. And uh, we'll we'll just do a couple for each person. Again, some of you guys are going to probably nail a lot of these. So, I'm going to start with uh, Aunt Pooh. Okay. <laughs> all right, so the first one is, let's see. Finish the line. This is a lyric from the song. A train is leaving all day. A wonderful trip through our time. And what's the last line? Uh, repeat that again. <laughs> a train is leaving all day. A wonderful trip through our time. Laughter is all you pay. There you go. That, that was it. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. This one's too easy. Here's another one. Let's go to, uh, we'll go to Q storm. It's another, <laughs> another lyric one. Uh, every day is a blank day. Ooh, I know that one. Every day is a yellow day. There you go. From the song conditioning. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, let's go to, uh, Sean Hill. All right, it's another right. another song song question in the song "Temptation." What does Prince say is his vice? Uh, running hot, mine is a running hot water on the daughter of morality. That's what he in said. In other words, this little uh-huh. Prince thinks a lot about you. See. Baby, 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 I'm guilty in the first degree. <laughs> Down home. But you didn't actually give me the right answer, there. though. <laughs> no, you did not. I gave you the I'm whole a, lyric. No, I'm going to do my his... Simon Cowell. I'm going to do my Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say was specifically say that his vice was? Nope. Mine, he says, mine is a running hot water on the no, daughter of her. No, no. <laughs> oh, mine is temptation, but it rains at a party when lovers splurge. No, unfortunately, no. You're definitely reciting lyrics, but <laughs> huh. all right, I, then I, it's a little harder. Than I don't that. know. Then, um, you want to go to a friend? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like um, big sexy. Do you know what it is? I do not know. Okay. I think oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, 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 
Y'all pulling the lyrics up. That's all right. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of tambourine. It's not tambourine. Um, I don't know. Mine is the opposite of eyes. Oh, fire. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That one's kind of hard, actually. I did the lyric before that. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, okay. That, that wasn't bad, Sean. Let's go to Big oh, no, Sexy. That, yeah, that, that song is currently on my like ultimate playlist. So I listen all to right it all the time. All right, Big Sexy, and if this one's too easy, we'll do another one. All right, True or False, the character Jimmy Nothing in the song America Never Went to School. True or False? True. That is absolutely correct. That was the easy one. Let me, let me give you another one. Let's see. said to play Allegiance. He said it wasn't cool. <laughs> All right, here's another one for you. In Condition of the Heart, where did the dame come from? Oh. London. That is absolutely correct, sir. Ding, ding. ding. All right. That was great. Let's see. I got another one. Go back to Aunt Poop. Okay. Complete the following line of lyrics. Little sister making minimum wage, living in a one-room jungle. Monkey cage. Ah, absolutely correct, sir. Wow. When you get... Okay. What was you going to say? I was going to say, it makes it easy when you give us the rhyme, the lyric rhyme. Here, oh, here you on. go, Q. Come on. <laughs> Always got to put something in. This is, see, this is why we can't get ahead as a people. <laughs> How hard? Are you saying Backhanded a, compliments. Are you saying that was a difficult question? Nah, I mean, it just, can't it just be the question? You, oh, All right. You got an easy one. That's right. All right. If, All if right. you're rhyming All for the Negroes, they'll get it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Dum, bum, 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 bum. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> what about Rami? This <laughs> job. Okay, let's, let's go to Q Storm. We, we, let's give you a good that, one. Hey, that train might run over you one day. <laughs> <laughs> it might. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. In Paisley Park. Hey. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Now I was going to ask if I could give you one real quick. Oh, oh, oh go ahead. Please. Oh, oh, oh. You might get me. Let me see. Go ahead. Let me see. Uh... <laughs> In the song Tambourine, Prince doesn't care for what? I don't care for one night stands with Charlie cars and something. That do what? That juggle. I don't care for one night stands at Charlie cars. Jungle 17. Yes. Jungle 17? Is that what it is? Jungle 17, yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes, yes. That's hard. I assume he's talking about underage chicks. I have no idea what that that I posted that on Facebook a while back, getting people's different interpretations of what that. Oh, seventeen-year-old wild. Hmm. See, I think it means seventeen different people, like different hmm. partners. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because he can't be saying too much about the under. Wait, wait <laughs> what else? Oh, that was eighty-five. It wasn't. I don't like one-night stands with Jungle Seventeen. Rick Jones have a song called Seventeen is Sexy." Gets you in trouble. He's <laughs> on that Rick Jones. <laughs> All right, who was I giving this one to? Me, and you were okay. you were going to ask me for lyrics from probably one of my favorite songs on that album. Which uh, I- okay, well, then I, well, we'll do this. If it's too easy, I'm going to do another one. I All probably right. still won't remember, though. All right, so let's see. In Paisley Park. <clears throat> yes. Which animal is said to be stronger than mules? Oh, that's, yeah. okay. Well, elephants. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. That was kind of easy. Okay, let's see. Let me find you a good one here. All right. This is another lyric one for you. I will try to rhyme it for you. 
<laughs> Once upon a time in a land of, there was a there lived a king who didn't deserve to be. What is the missing word? I know. Can you tell me the song? Can you tell me the song? You don't know the song? I'll give it to you if you want me to. No, is is it uh, condition of the heart? No. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I'm not giving up yet. <laughs> Let me get the lyric again. Sure. Once upon a time in a land of, there lived a king who didn't deserve to be. That's oh, tell you. Uh, 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 oh, the latter. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. So what's, what, a, what's the land? The land of what? I have no idea. Mm. Shocking. That was a hard one then. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, Big Sexy, you know the answer? Center Plenty. Center Plenty. Yes, sir. Ding, ding. Very, very, very good. To be fair, uh, Q, I wouldn't have got that either. <laughs> I probably would have got I got one more for, for, you, for you, Mr. Dean. Go ahead. How much was the check that was put in the box in Pop Life? Ooh, million wow, dollars. Million dollars. That's right. Yeah. 50 million, right? No, it was just a million. No. Million, yeah, you're right. Damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's ramp it up a little bit. We'll do a couple more here. And then these are not, these These are just general Prince questions. All right. Um, let's see. I, and I didn't know this first one, so this was tough. Let's go to, um, we'll go to Sean. Prince Rogers Nelson's Prince Roger Nelson was born on the seventh of June, nineteen fifty-eight. In what hospital did the little purple one take his first breath? Minnetonka General. That's a good. That's a good answer. Not the correct one. I'm going to say. No idea. Minneapolis General. That's a guess. No. Well, that's not a bad guess, though. St. Um, Paul General. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, actually, I had gotten this right. It is. Is, is everybody give up, or you want to keep going? Uh, no clue. Um, Mount Sinai Hospital in Minneapolis. Ain't that something? Who would have known? That's the name of the hospital I was born in. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Uh, let's can, go. I, can I say one thing? Sure, go ahead. That's one of those questions that you know people be answering where where the star gets a little concerned, like yeah, I would be concerned if, if <laughs> <laughs> like people grown go to, man Mount Sinai Hospital. Like, big, big sex will appreciate this when people go up to. Uh, there was a bit on Saturday Night Live, I think, where um, people, some of the fans, were saying, "I know how many horses you have," and he's like, two, no, five, and he's like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> yeah, okay. that would be you'd be super hardcore, but hey, hey no shade on that. All right, uh, big sex. A little too far. Here we go, Big Sexy. You ready? Uh, I'm up. All right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was named Prince Rogers Nelson after the band his father was a member of. Now, what exactly was the name of his father's band? John Nelson Trio. Close, but no. Shit. Anyone uh, else? like Prince, Prince Rogers Trio. You're missing one word. Prince Rogers something trio. Nelson Trio? Nope. Funk trio. Jazz trio. There you go. Jazz trio. There you go. Yeah, these are a little hard. Uh, let's see. We'll go to... Uh, who wants to step up on this one? So we went around twice already. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, we'll start with you. All right. This is hard. Tom Jones. Uh, who's, who's it directed to? To you. 
Okay. Two Storm. Is Tom, that unusual? <laughs> Tom Jones, who did a cover of Princess Kiss, was also born on the 7th of June, 1958. True or false? I'm just, I'm just going to play the odds and say false. That is correct. He was not born. I did not know they shared a birthday. They he don't. was born on the same day, but not the same year. Yeah, he is but I didn't know that either. John, did you want to? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Prince's most famous album is Purple Rain. He recorded this album with his band, The Revolution. Wendy Melville of The Revolution has a brother, Jonathan. I don't think that's right, is it? That's yeah, right. That's right. That's it, brother Jonathan. Now, what 90s band was he a member of? Smashing Pumpkins. That is correct. Oh, really? I never liked them. Yeah. Is that Billy Corgan? That, yep. They had a hit. What was their hit back in the night? a few hits. I just didn't like them. Next up, we got another one. Let's go to, uh, this would be hard for anybody. So I'm going to go to, to uh, Aunt Pooh, but if it's too hard, we'll give you another. Okay. All right. Who did Prince alleg- allegedly laugh at when he congratulated Prince on his 1999 album? Who did Prince and I'll laugh give you a hint. At? It's another musician celebrity. Oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to shot in the dark either Rick James or Bruce Springsteen. Uh, no. I'm both of those. Can I? Well, which album? Repeat the question. Sure. Who did Prince allegedly laugh at when he congratulated Prince on his 1999 album? See, I was going to say Michael Jackson, but I don't think they were talking at that point. He wouldn't laugh at James Brown. I don't know. This is the first time I ever heard of this. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Cute. I mean, uh, big I'll, no. I'm out. All right. I got no clue. I fold. I no clue. Again, I don't. I don't know the you know the truthful of this. It's just on the quiz that it says Elton John it says Elton John is rumored to love Prince's music, but hates the man himself because of this because of this incident that supposedly happened at a party. Why would he laugh at him? Nah. Nah, I'm not buying it. Um, let's see. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, Prince could be a, an ass, but he's always been humble when people praise him. He's always been humble mm-hmm. to the people who've come before him, too. He's not humble to Michelle Dinicello, but anyway. Well, she's she's not you know <laughs> someone who's come before him. Oh wait, wait. Now I'm I'm the Prince newbie in terms of all this knowledge. What happened there? Uh, we won't go into it, but there was this, she said recently. He, call, I believe, the term was he called her a house nigga. Wow! So look, I, again, this is her words. You can go look that up. Uh, let's see. We have one more here. Okay, going back to uh, I'm going to go to Sean Hill. I'm going to test right. your your lyrical knowledge. All right. According to the Prince lyric. What is in your heart at last? Ooh, this is hard. Let me oh, let me see something here. I may have to give you some more context. What song is it? Yeah, see if I give you... Here, I'm going to give you some choices. This is going to give it away, though. According to the Prince lyric, what is in your heart at last? Uh, God? Love Fantastic? Power Fantastic or Mr. Elastic? Power Fantastic. 
That is correct. Okay, what song is that? Power, Power Fantastic. Power Fantastic. I guess I don't know that one. Mm. What? Mm. Or if I I'll put it this way, if I know it, I don't know about that title. Okay. Um, let's go to Aunt Pooh, because I know the rest of you guys would know this so easy. I, I hope. What? <laughs> that's that's kind of a little shade, but then just, yeah, a little. And gets the remedial question. Oh wow! Wow. The Prince short bus. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's paddle one. I'm not, not fully mastered yet. Yeah. That 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 is all right. Uh, to I'm paraphrase, to paraphrase under the cherry moon. Well, who needs knowledge when you have youth? There you go. There See? You go. That was a great Prince quote right there. So, Which of the following messages appeared briefly on the video for Alphabet Street? Really? Oh. Don't buy the Black Album. I'm sorry. I'm, you know what? I bow before you and salute you, sir. How dare I question your Prince knowledge? You are absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> I didn't even give you a choice. You just blah, bah, bah, bah. Where me, is in the video? I tried to find it for years and still never seen it. It's it's when he do, he has the umbrella up and he's kind of in the center of the screen. It's right on the umbrella and as he's walking uh, to the right of the screen, I believe. Okay, is when he says, uh, "I'm going to drive her to Tennessee." I'm pretty sure, but don't wonder if call me. But wherever he departed, he has he has the umbrella. That's where it is. It's on the umbrella arm. Can can I can I say real quick? Uh, in reading, I forget which of the books I read this the story in, but the story of the shoot, the making of that video, my favorite part of the book, because as a freelance uh, director of photography, I've, I've had so many experiences like that where people's demands are just so unreasonable and they expect you to carry them out uh, with perfection. I just reading that passage in, in, in the biography, I felt for the camera crew on that. Wasn't it like a snowstorm or something it going on? It was a snowstorm. Prince, Prince called up, I think, a local TV crew. And uh, they were like, well, he, oh, it was, you know, he called up, uh, was it Alan Leeds was his manager, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told him, get me a crew here. And he's like, Prince, it's, it's Minneapolis, it's a blizzard. And he was like, get him here. And I think, if I remember correctly, he called up a local TV crew. But you would never. That's that's why it looks so cheap, <laughs> because they shot it on video, and they with a really bad chroma key, like you would see weathermen do uh, when they're doing the weather maps. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I I, com- I love that part because that is so. I believe every word of that of that anecdote. Wow. I, and I love the look of that, but when you say it like the way you just described it, like I could just see the local. Channel News organization. Oh, we gotta just go down and film. Okay, just just use the same shit we got. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that was yeah. <laughs> you know, you you and would think. I see black. Let me just say, for Prince, that's some real in stuff. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would think he would have learned his lesson after the after the sign of the times debacle. You know, don't try to shoot stuff last minute. <laughs> you know. Plan it out. Take some time. Get get what you need, and then do it. Not just I want to do it now, no matter, and then sacrifice the quality just because you. But you got it now. But just I just what what kills me is I picture in my head seeing. I mean I don't know if you guys know what the average TV crew looks like. Camera the cameraman what he they have a look man. I just picture these guys these 
kind of half kind of overweight, you know, out of shape dudes coming in, sound guy coming in, and Prince doing his move, ow, what, and all that. <laughs> and all, I just, it's like, it's so hilarious, this image I have in my head, and he, him up against this cheap-looking green background that they can key out. And they're looking at each other, they're turning their heads, looking at each other like, really? <laughs> ah, it's funny to me. <laughs> I, I believe that I believe that Cars is still at Paisley Park, too. I, I've uh, sorry to repeat myself, but I've been in that room where they shot that video, and, I, and if memory serves, uh, the <laughs> sorry, um, if memory serves, <laughs> if memory serves, the car, the the car is still. I know the motorcycle from Purple Rain and Graffiti Bridge is still there, but I believe the car is there too. What was it? A was was it like a studio, like a psych wall or, or something? Or? No, it's it's the same room that uh, the rave uh, the rave DVD uh, was filmed in. So and it's was, a big, big, it's huge. Not like a soundstage. Or, or... Yeah, yeah. It's like a white. It's all white walls, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they probably so they. This is just me, the tech video guy, and they probably didn't have to set up a backdrop then because it probably just keyed out the white. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole room, whole room's white. All right. Uh, so that's it for the the quiz. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, fellas. So we are counting down for the release date. Excited about that. Hopefully, uh, there'll be some sort of um, performance thing on TV, or maybe he's going to be playing live um, soon. So hopefully, his presence will be felt, and uh, we're all definitely waiting to hear these albums. With that, before we get out of here, we got to go around the room. Uh, Mr. Q Storm, where can they find you? Well, I can tell you on September 30th, they're not going to be able. They won't find me at the stores knocking down the doors. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Um, Shots well, not even gonna get it for the love or the, the music, just to see. The what's last about. time I got up early to get a Prince album was Lotus Flower. Well, you don't got to go early. You just it's on your computer, man. Where, no, my point. My point. No, my point is is that get, buying a Prince album to me was an event. Okay. You know, it, that's what it felt like. I never forget when I first bought Sign of the Times. I got that cassette. I couldn't. This was in college. I couldn't wait until my last class in college to run to the Wooden Nickel record store, grab that tape. Man, you sound I, old school. Wooden Nickel. That's right. I went to my dorm room, locked the door. I was not going to be interrupted. Pulled out my liner notes, read it lyric for lyric, hmm. and that was an experience. I, I'm not. I have not had that experience with a Prince album to this day. So okay. no, I'll just download it, and it'll be you know another file and nothing interesting. There you go. And they can find you where, sir? <laughs> now I don't know if they want to, but we're going to find Get you. off my lawn, you kids. Uh, you can find me at QStorm.com forward slash lightning strikes. You can find me on YouTube, The Real QStorm, R-E-E-L. You can find me on Twitter. Are you Twitter. muffling your voice on purpose? Sorry? You, you were getting real muffled there. Sorry to hear you. Oh, okay. QStorm.com forward slash lightning strikes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QStorm3476. You can find me on YouTube, the real R E E L Q Storm. All right, big sexy insect. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, <laughs> sorry. See, shut up. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the website is still in limbo. I can be located at uh, Twitter, big sexy insect, and on Facebook under Mark Wiggins and. The last liner notes I read as an event 
for a Prince release was Emancipation. I went there the night it was released over to Virgin Records because they were releasing um, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and The Infinite Sadness the same night. And I was vastly outnumbered by Smashing Pumpkins fans. It was, it was embarrassing. Oh, man. Hey, you know, the other big album that came out that night was Tony, 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 House of Music. Oh, cool. Anyway. Hey, real quick, Big Sexy, have you started asking for discounts <laughs> from the company that's doing your site? Or you know, it's not for it's lost on revenue? No, it, it's on me because I've just got so many things going. I was looking at um, different office space last week, and then that building manager was like, we want a five-year lease. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. I can't give you five. And so I've just been sidetracked with other things. I've been in court a lot. I've got NFL things I've been working on. I've got um, judge pro tem training that I'm doing. I'm just all over the place. Don't sound like you need a website, bro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Mr. Sean Hill. All right. Before before I give that information, uh, Big Sex, you want to mute your speakers real quick? Uh, Fellas, you remember I asked – which was going to come first, Plectum Electrum or Big Sexy's website? <laughs> wow. I think we may have the answer. <laughs> Damn. So if you put your money on Plectum Electrum, you may be rich. Uh, okay. Uh, I, can be, <laughs> I can be found at, uh, on Twitter at, uh, at Hill Street Views, uh, on Facebook, Sean Hill, and also Real Movie Talk, and the blog um, at, or sorry, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. Uh, new reviews up of uh, Tusk. This is where I leave you and a walk among the tombstones, and we're still doing the uh, 30 Days, 30 Great Scenes. So check those out and uh, comment if you feel like it. All right. Mr. Aunt Pooh, where can they find you? Uh, first of all, synopsis, Michael Dean. Yeah, oh. I heard the shot you threw at me. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about another show. Just to be so the people that know. They don't know Michael talking about synapse. 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 <laughs> I was on some scientific stuff now. I was let, I was let, I was let it go, Michael. Let that one slide. Yeah, uh, you can see me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at, at Poo, as well as tomorrow I have a new article up at uh, 401 Mania, which I have a partial review of Gotham and uh, Top 8. I haven't decided what that's going to be yet, but it's going to be great. And then you'll see a new Breaking Cafe column up Wednesday at KnockoutNation.com and all hiphop.com. All right. Last but not least, you can find me, Michael Dean, at PodcastJuice.net. Also, uh, Twitter at M Dean and on Facebook, just look up Michael Dean and also please like the podcast juice, uh, net page on uh, Facebook. Also, we invite you to join podcast juice. All access is great way to support the site. $5 a month gets you all of our back catalog. Plus our new, uh, exciting members only shows being the first one we got up right now is called heel, excuse me, high heel boots. And yes, that is when we get into a lot of the unreleased Prince music and we we play some of it. We talk about it and break it down. So you can check that out exclusively there. With that, we want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. We will see you next time. Peace.